Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everybody, it's in the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine, Ryan Frederick. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening and uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on uh, and leave us a five-star review if you can. It helps us out a lot. Um, and uh, Ryan, we got a busy, busy week. Uh, got a show to recap and a show to preview. Not huge shows, but uh, you know, um, I thought Saturday was you know a decent show. And uh, I, I really am looking forward to this coming week's show, I got to say, um, which yeah. we will preview a little bit later on. Uh, what, you want to say something? Oh, <laughs> you're, you're a lot more, you're a lot more, let's say, positive about this past week's show and, and this upcoming really? show that I am, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, it's the main event I'm mostly looking forward to uh, yeah. this coming week. Main event's good. Like most so. weeks... Most weeks you can't like I couldn't tell you without looking it up. And this week, like I've been looking forward to this one since it was announced. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah I, I'm super high on Joe Piper. Yeah, so yeah, I get, I get that, I get that. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed uh, Saturday's show, and and we'll talk about it. Um, and uh, actually, I have when we're when we're recapping the show, I actually have a. Uh, I should have run this by you off air, but I have I have an idea of how I want to change it up just a little bit. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it on the fly. But uh, well, okay. Well, let's talk about this main event. And actually, I will say the main event was not great. Um, in fact, it's funny because I thought the main event should have been stopped in the first round. Um, yep. And uh, and and at the, I was glad it wasn't at the time because, as you know. Um, I had a, I had a, I had my own little five fight parlay that we didn't talk about last week. And if, if Roman Delidze had won, I would have, uh, I would have made a lot of money, but, um, the, uh, he didn't. And, but this gave him a chance to win. But unfortunately what ended up happening was we got 20 extra minutes of a fight that we didn't really need. And really it was 20 minutes of just Roman Delidze doing nothing and Imovov trying to do something and couldn't. And it was not fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, all I can say. I, I agree. And roughly you're like roughly in the in about the uh forty five minutes between me getting home from work and us starting this. I was working on my observer recap and I just finished doing the recap for that fight and it reminded me just like God, like, yeah, that first round it should have been stopped in the first round. Imavov dropped him with a clean combination and he teed off. Like that was a lot of unanswered yeah. blows blows. And I don't know why Herb Dean didn't stop it because a lot of ref, referees would, would have, 
And then Imovov goes for that arm bar late, and Delize survives it. Survives it. It was a clear definition of 10-8 round, which, which mm-hmm. you know, looking at the scorecards, only one judge gave it a 10-8, which is like, what the hell really? are we doing? What the hell are we doing? I, I thought they were all 10-8. Okay. No, nope. I, I, nope. I, I misunderstood the scores then. Okay. There was only one score that was a 10-8. Oh, right, Clary. because there was a 10-8 uh, in the, was it the fourth, right? Because of the penalty? <laughs> the, yeah, penalty? Before, which, which I'm about to, I'm about to get to. Get to. But from yeah. there, all it was was Roma Delice just wanted to clinch. He did not want to. Yeah. He did not want to stand and trade at a distance. Every time he stood and traded, they stood stood at a distance. Even if I was, you know, hurting him, and you know, I won't say light him up because mm-hmm. because even if I really after outside that first shot, he didn't really land a ton, ton, but he was landing no. damaging blows. And just delete. All he wanted to do was clinch and try to take it down, and it wasn't working. And that's all it was for the next twenty minutes. Aside, and then there was that moment in the fourth round where where Imovov got the back, and Delize wanted to play the game and put the hand on the on the ground. And then got his head kicked, and and yeah, it was a penalty. It was illegal. It was illegal. Yeah, it was taken away. Right, you know, correct call. Uh, there are so they are voting on that rule this summer. Now about uh that was almost a it was almost a yeah. DQ there too. It was almost a DQ. The uh, Imovov, Imovov started going after. It was, uh, it was more Chris Curtis. Even, and, well, I think Chris Curtis kind of started that, and they, there's bad blood there because of because of how their fight yeah. ended last year. Last year, you know, with the you know headbutt and Curtis saying he can't continue and all, and all that. But anyway, but yeah. let's digress from that. Uh, uh, yeah, they're voting on that on that. Uh, they're voting on two rules. This summer, one of them is is to uh, make twelve to six elbows legal, and another okay. one is is you cannot game the system by putting your hand down or putting a knee down to avoid getting kicked in the head, kicked or knee in the head anymore. You have to have, you have to actually be on the ground now. So, so if they vote to okay. approve, so if they vote for that rule, what happened on Saturday night would now be legal and. That would have, and Delize was clearly gaming the system in that. He one. was clearly gaming the system, system too, which they don't yeah. want fires to do, which is why they're voting, voting on it. And if it was, yeah. if it was at the point where that was legal, Imovov would have yeah, finished it was, there. Uh, it was, it was going to be finished there, there because he would have been able to go back on the, on the offensive right then and there, then there. But yeah, got a point taken away. Ron McCarthy for some reason gave that round to Delize. I don't know why, which led to the forty. It was. A, I will say that it was a. It was a hard fight to score. Like yeah. there were some of the, a lot of the rounds. Like I, I gave like I actually scored it. I think it was forty. I think I went forty nine. No, forty eight, forty six. I think is how well, I ended uh, up scoring. Yeah. Well, that would be no ten eight round for for Delize in the first. Okay. No. Okay. So I gave it a second. Then this is where I gave I gave uh, Delize the second. And yeah, that was the only I, round I, I gave Delize. I gave him Delize, and a lot of people did, and all three judges actually gave him. Or no, two of the okay, three so then what does that what does that get to you? What does that get you to? Well, then, then when you take you? the point away, it's 48-45. Okay, then that's what I had. Yeah, I wasn't be... really keeping track of my score. Um, yeah, so. yeah, so then I had it 48-45. That's the score yeah. I had. But but I mean, you you know, I thought the I thought the fifth was close. I thought I didn't think the fourth was particularly close. Um, no, and, and the fourth the, is the round that, and the fourth was the round that Ron McCarthy gave to the lead day. So that's how you get forty-seven, forty-seven. <laughs> yeah, without he gave him the first, second. he gave the okay. second, and then yeah. he gave him the lead day, the fourth, which ended up being a ten-eight scorecard for him because of the point deduction. 
So okay, got gotcha. forty-seven. Because I mean, if you're just scoring on control time, like the lids, a I mean, the, oh yeah, Casey won almost every round. But but I mean, you know, the first, I mean, obviously he had the damage, and then you know, whenever they were on the feet, like Delize did nothing. Yeah. Like, I mean, he landed a couple shots, but I mean, you know, it was Imovov was clearly dominant on the feet. Yeah. So it was that, uh, but but again, not a fight we ever need to see again. I thought, I don't think Imovov is helped all that much by the win. Um, I mean, obviously it's better than losing, but um, I think he still needs you know a couple wins to even be talking about a title shot. Um, and Delidze, I think he lost a lot in this fight. Yeah. 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 I don't um, have much, okay. So I don't have, much, I don't have much else to add, add after that. No, that's fine. So we usually do, we usually pick our three stars and we each pick three stars. And, and I will say like, it, it gets kind of like weird because we end up just, you know, have, most of the time just picking, you know, whoever got to finish, yeah. you know, and it's kind of boring. So I thought, well, for our three stars, why don't we combine, we do combine three stars. So you pick okay. the first, I pick the second, and then we'll kind of, you know, you'll do the third. And then if there's anything else we want to highlight, we can just do it when you're running down the, the fight recaps because really yeah. i don't think we need any more than three yeah, stars yeah. yeah that's good that's okay good. so uh okay so want... give me give me your first star randy brown just looked great um, uh, we talked we talked last week about muslim salkov being the underdog but being like a sneaky underdog and he was landing some hard leg kicks early but randy brown just looked incredible like like he started landing landing the jab which ended up leading to landing a double jab and really finding his range and then a a nice combination drop Salakov, nice right hand and then finishing it off with a follow-up right hand three minutes 17 seconds in the first round you know we're we've been waiting for randy brown to break out and we talked about how he's been on a decent run now this is wins in seven of his last eight and wins in nine of his last 11 with the only losses coming to luke and madalena like the like that guy is ready to be ranked he's ready to fight ranked opposition i loved his call out of michael chiesa I thought I think that makes perfect sense. Next for both guys, just everything about Randy Brown. I'm sorry, now is perfect. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the one I really want to see is is him against a guy that we'll probably talk about in a bit. But I, I think we're probably a little ways away from that. But um, okay, my my I, I'm real tough on this second star because there's somebody I want to pick, but there's somebody that I don't think you'll you pick should, that I really want. Go to ahead, talk go about. ahead and pick, go, pick your. Pick your pick who you want. Okay, I want to pick Luana Carolina. Okay, go ahead. Because I, yeah, like so, she got a last second win. <laughs> like, there's no way other way to say. It. Like, I don't know. I didn't see the scorecards, and I can't remember how I scored it. But she submitted Julia Stolyarenko with eight or seconds left. TKO. In, TKO. Or T, TKO. Yeah, she was in the crucifix. Yeah. Um. And uh. But but I mean, she like she knew she might need a finish, and she went for it. And she was not going to not finish Stoliarenko, and she just would not let up. And uh, and I thought it was a great stoppage by the ref. Um, you know, whereas like normally, like I think a lot of refs might have just let it go because there was only eight seconds left. And you know, we'll just go to the judges' scorecard and see what happens. But um, you know, there was no guarantee she was going to win that fight. I can't remember the scores. Do, do you? Okay. How do you have that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in after after you. Yeah, okay, but but yeah, I just I just thought it was it was great, and then she like you know she I didn't understand anything she said in the post fight because she <laughs> speaks Brazilian and but uh, I uh, I just like I'm really was really our Portuguese yeah I, that's Brazilian that's like saying somebody speaks Mexican that's bad on me but uh, <laughs> no I uh, I really really liked uh, Carolina's performance here 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, a few things to add there. She was up 2018 on all three scorecards. She afterwards. was? Okay, so she was going to so win anyway. There's that. She got she's going to win anyway. Anyway, but I did think one of those rounds was close, close, but uh, she was in the 2018. But I also think it's a bad look that she missed weight. You know, she did have a little okay, bit of advantage. Yeah. yeah, she okay. – uh, and this fight almost didn't happen. Uh, Carolina, she actually weighed in at 129 on her initial attempt. And Stolyarenko said said she needs to lose one more pound or else I'm not taking the fight. And she ended up losing the pound, got to 128. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, she she had a good performance. A little bit of asterisk next to, in my opinion, because of the weight miss. I, yeah, and I wasn't aware that she missed weight. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, and that makes you ineligible for uh, performance of the night. Although I don't think she would have got it here anyways. No. But it uh, doesn't make us, doesn't make you ineligible for one of our three stars. Yeah. So uh, who's your third, who's the third star? Speaking I, I think of, it's got to be one guy. Speak, speaking of not getting a performance of the night, this guy should have. Simba Grimbo. Like, yeah, that's, that's just it. That's the guy. 32 seconds. Pete Rodriguez. Like, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was calling it last week. I mean, this was, this fight was designed for Garambo to just look impressive and a 32 second win is impressive. Like, like, I mean, just, just finish just uh, massive. Right. I believe hand. one of us said yeah, that this fight was going to end in the first round. Um, <laughs> wasn't that one of my bets? I believe. No, it was one of mine. It's one of one of you. What is uh, yeah, yeah. Grimbo? Yeah, I had Grimbo in my parlay. Yeah, that's what it was. I knew he yeah. was gonna win. Knew he was gonna win, but yeah, like this is, you know, he's he's got something, you know, and I know and he, he's and the he, one, and he's ambitious. He's, he's ambitious. <laughs> like, like I don't know, there's gonna be a champion this year because that's that's a steep division, and he's just getting started. But if he keeps having performances like this, like, like you know, I know you three years, when I was three out, years, I could see it. Yeah, 2026, maybe. Yeah, yeah so, like, I yeah. mean, and not, not to say, like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys it that is, start off hot. And, and it's not, and, it yeah, and it's not just because, it's just because there's so many shows and and people are only fighting two to three times a year. It's just, it's, you know, it's hard to climb up the rankings fighting so little because just there's so many fighters, so. But but I think uh, I think he's a guy you know his post fight promo and his performance here makes it makes him somebody that you're going to want to see again. Yes. And uh, and that whole story with the Rock buying him a house and then he's paying it forward. Um, you know I think he asked for 50k so that probably hurt him here. But uh, you know I think if he would have got the 50k he probably would have bought someone else a house. Like that's just the kind of guy he seems like he is. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just uh, you know I think he said he's going to go back to his village and beat some people or something like he's just like just a super nice guy that you can't not root for so um yeah but there's a lot of uh you know there's a few more great performances and i'm sure you're shocked that i didn't pick molly mccann but you'll have about her (laughs) yeah yeah no and i I, that's that's when i was torn on but uh, i just wanted to i was so impressed with luana carolina and the way she finished that fight so um you know and, and even though like i didn't know i thought maybe she I, I, you know, I, I knew it was close, so I wasn't sure. And, and I think sometimes the announcers sell it, you know, like, oh, yeah, she, you know, she last second win. But uh, tell us about the rest of this card. Okay. First of all, I got to talk about this crowd because we were talking about how bad the Apex has been. But, but you could like, when you were like looking, like some of these Apex shows, like when you look out in the crowd, you actually see a decent amount of people there. This one, yeah, I saw more empty seats than I've ever seen in an Apex show. Like, like get hmm. get these shows out of there. Like, like you could take in the show over overseas somewhere, somewhere in a you know, 
you know, 8,000 8, seat arena that doesn't get UFC shows, but once every couple of years and you would have sold out, sold out. Like, I, you know, this is just, it made the environment so bad. Like it was, yeah, it was, just, yeah, yeah. It, you know, and, and this coming week with the Super Bowl in Vegas, it's gonna be embarrassing. Yeah, there's so much going on, on on Saturday, and and I know you know, like I mean, there's just so, there were so many fighters on this card that were outspoken about about how much they hated fighting there. Like it's like you know, I don't I don't want to beat a dead horse because we've beaten that dead horse a yeah. million times on the show, but show, but this one was. This is something else. You know what? You know what it hit me too was was Bruce Buffer doesn't usually do these Apex shows. No. So for him, he's doing his announcement. And normally, you can hear the fans chanting along with him and stuff. And here, it's like just complete silence for the thousands in attendance. I don't think yeah. he said that this time. Yeah. <laughs> for the for, for the dozens for the, in attendance. Yeah. For all twenty of you here inside the building, it's yeah. time. Yeah. But anyway, and and the hundreds watching around the world. Yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, on to the results. Okay, we started off with a heavyweight fight. Jamal Pogues, unanimous decision over Thomas Peterson, 30-27, and then two 29-28s. Not much to say about this fight. Nope. Like, like, let's just, yeah, heavyweight. At least our heavyweight Apex special opened the card because it kind of got it off to a rough start. And and I thought, like, the way they started, I thought it was going to end quick, and then they just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Pogues tired himself out and Peterson Peterson tried so hard to to do something but yeah. uh, there was just you know two big guys who were tired so anyway yeah the next was a lightweight fight Markel Madero's unanimous decision over Landon Quinones 29-28 across the board I thought this was a good fight fight I mm-hmm. uh, scored it for Madero's 29-28 the uh, it was split in the first two rounds and it came down to the third and Madero's just did just enough uh to be to beat him Beat him, you know, solid, solid fight there. And then we had fight you talked about the win at Carolina, third round TK over Julija Stoliarenko. And then we had a yep. featherweight fight. Jiang Yang Lee, unanimous decision over Blake Builder, 30 27. Uh, we were talking about Grimbo as a guy to keep an eye on. Lee is another guy to keep an, an eye on in the future. Chinese fighter. Yeah. This was his first, first fight after winning the road to UFC last year. 145 pounder. He's, he's big. Tall and lengthy for that division, and he 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 showed a lot of talent in this fight. In his fight, and you know that's guy that's got to keep an eye on the future. You know, another another Chinese prospect. You know, you know MMA. And and even though Blake Builder lost, even though Blake Builder lost, I think he's somebody to keep an eye on too. Yeah, yeah. It was a good showing in a loss for Builder, and then we had a yeah. I talked about Thimba Garimbo, uh, 32 second TK over Pete Rodriguez. Just looked great. We had a flyweight fight. Upset here. Charles Johnson, unanimous decision yeah. over as at Maxim, 29 28 across the board. Maxim's first loss. Uh, you know, Maxim nearly nearly finished Johnson in the first round, dropped him twice. Uh, Johnson, you know, was able to recover. And then about about a minute and a half into the second round is when he kind of started taking over, taking over. He was landing more on the feet, more at a distance, you know, got some takedowns, just really won the second and really controlled in the third, third and a good showing for Johnson. Cause he took this fight on short notice and was the underdog. Maxim had a lot of hype being undefeated, just good showing for Johnson all around. And then closing out the Absolutely. prelims, uh, Molly McCann, first round submission over Diana Belbita with one second left in the round with an arm bar. You know, McCann, uh, would you say this is the best she's looked in UFC? 
arguably you i know, think i think maybe yeah like it's, maybe, it's hard yeah. to tell because she's had i mean normally she's got the fans wins. and yeah this, i mean you talk about being in front of fans like molly mccann should not be fighting in an empty yeah room. agreed like yeah and and so i mean for her and but i mean she you know you could tell from her post-fight promo something's changed with her like she's um she's definitely like she's got her she's she's focused yeah she know? looked great she looked great at that weight like yeah like a flyway yeah. flyway she's she you know not saying anything bad but she seemed like she was holding on to some extra weight but strawweight you know well, she looked well, her nickname's meatball like yeah. you know yeah but i mean but like it wasn't it wasn't because she's thin you know yeah, but, but like, here like i think they even here, said like, we gotta stop looked, calling you meatball yeah but like she looked she looked in tremendous shape yes shape yes. it came out in her performance and just yeah just everything about molly mccann's fight was was you know a plus on that great show her first ever submission win too yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, yeah, but a uh, great shot for McCann. Okay, and then on to the main card. Kicked off with a welterweight fight. Charles Radke first round TKO over Gilbert Urbina, dropped him twice with left hooks, finished him off, and then you know we had the interview. Cormier, you know, he was joking, joking afterwards, uh, you know, about Cormier, you know, not wanting to interview him, all this and that because <laughs> of what he'd say because after what he said in Australia a few months back. Back and then he went into his post fight scrum and said he wasn't basically said he wasn't gonna answer any questions without the media paying him. So the media asked him zero questions. And oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like, hey. like you, you can't do that. That's that's not how you, you don't you don't say you're not doing interviews without getting paid by media. That's not how this, that's not how this works. The, and I've been seeing a lot and, of fighters. Fighters do that lately. This guy thinks he's Colby Covington. Yeah, like I've seen a lot. Like he even seen, didn't he? Is it? Is well, this a? Is this the guy that said after like, dude, isn't Colby Covington? You still suck or something like that? Was that? Yeah, him? he I hates think, Colby sure Covington. But but yeah, but yeah. like that's not how you you know telling media that they have to pay you for interviews. No. That's not how you get your name built up. Built up. I'm no. sorry. There's there's 700 fighters on this roster. 698 of them will do. Will do interviews for free because it's that's how you promote yourself so if there's not there's not a single other sport that that athletes are charging media for interviews just dumb no. just dumb <laughs> dumb i go and uh, i led the led the twitter twitter exchange that i had with somebody who was claiming yeah he should be he should be paid it was like and i was like, oh, no he geez. shouldn't shouldn't and this guy goes like do you want to come on to spaces and discuss this? And I go, I, I told the guy, how much are you going to pay me <laughs> to, come, to come on, come on there. He's just like, well, you're not a fighter. I go like, I go like, I have three times as many followers as Charles Radke and my, and my name and faces over all over UFC broadcast far more than he is. I think I got a bigger reach than he, he does right now. So, which made my oh. point, like, like Gil- Gilbert like Urbina, by the way, Gilbert Urbina, by the way, uh, I don't think uh, he's UFC caliber. No, yeah. no, buddy. Yeah. But anyway, okay. okay. But, probably done. Uh, but I wanted to do that little rant on Radke because yeah, that's yeah, not, no, that's good. Because if you want to make a name for yourself, that's not how you go about about it. And and you know, he already had this reputation before coming to the UFC as a guy like you don't want to get a microphone near because he could be with with his mouth. You know, you don't want to compare him to the bad bad people, but but he could end up being another Colby, Sean Strickland, those kind, you know, Bryce Mitchell, those types that you really don't want to put a microphone near. 
you know, yeah, you know, for for all the wrong reasons, all the wrong reasons, you know, you, you know, you don't want somebody who's going to be negative to the sport. You want guys who are more like, who are more like, you know, the Dustin Poirier types, you know, Justin Gaethje types, you know, those who Max Holloway, those who you're not a, you know, whenever you're going to hand them the microphone, like you're going to get good out of it and not Renato Moicano and not. Oh, Moicano is different, and we'll talk about that in a moment because he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he's hilarious. I know. Like, like, like Moicano's on another level. But like, you you want you want it to be like Racky's one of those guys where you want the story to be how he fights, not what he says. And unfortunately, yeah. and and the, and the sad thing who's is, going to turn mean, in who's going to turn into the story more with him is what he says, and then more than what he does, you know. And and the and the guy had you know this is six straight win four great of them were finishes uh se- yeah great showing he's and a great, here he's we're a great showing about he, he's a great showing and all and every and the only thing people are talking about is the fact that he refused to answer media questions because he wasn't because he claimed he wasn't getting paid which actually you are getting paid by the UFC yeah. because this is part of your job is to do the post fight scrum if you win but uh and that's yeah. part of why you get the win bonus yeah is but, you know to do that interview in the cage and then to go backstage and yeah. and do some more interviews yeah, so, so but anyway moving on moving on uh the next fight was unfortunate middleweight fight yeah uh aliasev kizriev and makma muradov didn't get going 11 seconds muradov got poked in the eye by kizriev really bad eye poke said he couldn't see and that was it that was so, that yeah nothing, so, nothing much to add there um, then we had a women's flyweight fight. Natalia Silva, unanimous decision of Viviani Arujo, 29-28 across the board. I had it 29-28. I thought Arujo won the first on the strength of just her clinch control and, and you know, landing more in the clinch. She actually landed more tool strikes. But Silva took over from there, uh, landing more when they were at a distance and really rocking Arujo a couple times, you know. Big win for Silva. Uh, we talked about yeah. last week, you know, this was – you know, with Arujo being the big underdog, it was kind of a set, kind of one of those trap fights where you know you got the veteran who's a big underdog who could easily spoil the up and comer, but Silva got the job done. So good, good one for her. Yeah, and she we, needs uh, probably a top ten, top five fighter next. And yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, she, you know, she was they were both top ten already. So, so yeah, she's probably yeah, ready for maybe that. top five. I think you know she might be ready to top five. Yeah, and then uh, next we had welterweight fight. Talked about uh, Randy Brown. First round knockout over Muslim Salikov. Great all around for Brown. And then we had the co-main event, which I thought was the best fight on the card, a fight we were Me looking too. forward to. Anato Moicano, unanimous decision over Drew Dober, 29-20 across the board. Uh, first and third rounds were Moicano just controlling with the grappling, getting getting Dober down, and keeping Dober on, Dober on the mat. Uh, second round, he tried to do the same, but Dober was able to get up. And actually hurt Moicano with some left hands, got a takedown, ended the second round strong, landed from the top, but but you know, had a chance. It was even coming out of the coming out of the first two rounds, but you know, Moicano in the third did what he needed to do to win the fight. And then he got on the microphone and cut just a tremendous post fight promo promo <laughs> talking about talking about how his sixty two year old dad just had a kid, so that means he needs to go get his wife pregnant and saying how he wants to join the police force become SWAT so he can kill bad guys and how this, uh, you know, he's ready to become an American citizen so he could be a police policeman and devote and all that. It was just all over the place and it was great. 
it was one of those where where if it was in front of a crowd of ten thousand people, everybody would be going nuts. Like just just you know, granted granted the the uh, f word was used a lot, you know. So did it uh, get now? Did it get bleeped it down there? No, because this was on ESPN okay. Plus. They don't oh, okay, they don't bleep okay. stuff on ESPN Plus. So. Okay, I wasn't sure how that worked because it yeah. didn't get bleeped in Canada, and and I yeah. thought, well, maybe that's TSN and Sportsnet, but yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. So I I I, did, I thought they bleeped yeah, stuff on ESPN yeah, Plus. A lot of a lot of f word f words were going on. It reminded me of of you know being in Texas and working in the service industry, and you know your cooks are all are all from another country, and the only English they know are the bad words. So that's what I <laughs> is it, like, this is like, wasn't but, there, um, there was a, didn't he do another promo? Like, you know, I, I don't know. It his, feels like it was about a year ago. His last fight. You couldn't yeah. hear, you couldn't hear a word he said because they yeah. just bleeped everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was the mass, the Brad Riddell fight, Madison square garden. He yeah. was just, it was just bleeping every, everything, but it was, but that's all everybody was talking about after that show was yeah. that, Great post fight promo he cut he cut and the New York fans were going absolutely ballistic over it and it yeah. was tremendous and this was another one of those he's got a personality he talked this about fight. how much he talked he talked about post fight how much he loves Conor McGregor because because you know because Con- <laughs> Conor Conor talks shit and he likes people who talk shit and just talks and said you know he he never fight Conor because he respects respects him too much for his mouth but yeah boy Conor that guy's that guy is I love that guy. He's such a star. Yeah, no, I mean he's he should be right in that BMF mix. Yeah. Um and uh and Dober, you know, like it, it was sad because I, I felt it felt like Dober was finally figuring him out in the second yeah. round and he, he was getting up from the takedowns. And then in the third round, when Moicano took him down in the middle of the ring, it was just you could you just felt the life going yeah. out of Dober's body. And yeah. it was like, okay, this fight's over. And like he just knew he got he did it once, but he wasn't gonna be able to do it again. And I was talking and about I think if he could have yeah, go ahead, finish up. Right. No, go well, ahead. I was gonna say if he could have kept it on the feet for that third round, he probably would have won. But as yeah. soon as he got taken down, like that was it. Hindsight being twenty twenty, that should have been the main event because five oh, rounds yeah. been, five rounds would have made that fight interesting. And the main event was boring by the time we hit the fourth round so and not only that if the if the i bet you if that if that main event was was not the main event it probably gets stopped in the first round yeah part of the reason he let it go was because it was five rounds you know so yeah and yeah we would have got another 10 minutes of moicano and dober and and uh and that's not hindsight because we said it last week too so that was foresight (laughs) and uh and i also think i mean this fight should have been the main event in in like of a fight night show and you know like Des Moines or um you know like Little Rock or something you know like it should not have been at the apex but yeah you know we've but, talked about know, and that then, and then of course the main event Nasruddin Imavov majority decision over Roman Dalide 49 44 48 46 and then 47 47 for the draw split scorecard yeah, so I mean, you know, this is what I'm saying. We had what five finishes. We had a couple great fights, um, and then you know, a main event snoozer. But and you know, and some memorable interviews. That's kind of why I enjoyed the show probably more yeah. than you did. Just all that. It just um, it, the main it event. Se- it seemed like so slow getting out of getting out with that first yeah. first fight. Just you know, first fight and the first first four fights basically, you know, are are you know five five of the first six basically going 
the full 15 minutes you know it was just kind of yeah because like yeah we were only eight start, seconds yeah. away from a finish you're right yeah. you're you're right about that it did feel long in the beginning yeah uh, and, amazingly and, enough and because what? of the no crowd and the environment it just felt like felt like god what the hell i mean if there's like i said don't want to come you know don't want to preach too much you know about the apex but it just it doesn't make for a lively environment and then you then we have some fights go the way they did it's just like if it makes the show drag when you're watching it live. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, yeah, and, 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 you know, you even think about it, if it was a live show, like, you have, the, you have those first four fights basically going the distance. I mean, one of them was, you know, eight seconds left. And then if you would have had them agreeing about knockout Pete Rodriguez, 32 seconds, the crowd would have exploded. You know, like to get a, a a quick finish like that, and then you would have had that promo from Themba, you know, and 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 it would have just yeah, and and you know that would have bled into the rest of the card. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um, okay. So amazingly enough, the um the fight of the night did not go to Mercado and Dover. It went to um uh, Charles Johnson and Azat Maxim. Kind of surprised me, but I mean that was yeah. a good fight. It's a good fight. Um, yeah. Charles Johnson, you know, came from behind and and did what he needed to do to win, but. I uh, yeah I I thought it was pretty clearly I would have even maybe even gone with Carolina and Stoliarenko over you know that the flyweight fight but um, and then the two performance bonuses only two uh, Molly McCann and Randy Brown um, so uh, and uh, attendance was nothing and uh, we don't know the TV rate well we'll never know the TV range because it's on ESPN plus uh, as will this coming weekend show be but uh, yeah so that was but uh, UFC Fight Night the Lindsay and I'm off. Uh, anything else to add before you move on? I don't think no, so. Eh? No, no. All right. Let us get into this uh, schedule upcoming. Busy, busy week. I mean, they were promoting this on the show, and I think the I think there's like six or seven things on Fight Pass uh, this week. We got uh, BFL 79 from BC. Uh, that'll be uh, tomorrow evening, uh, Thursday, on the UFC Fight Pass. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that is uh, – 7.30 Eastern. Uh, and then Friday night, we have a combat FC show from uh, on UFC Fight Pass as well from Washington or from Mer- what is it? Maine? Wilmington, Maine. It's M-A, Maine. Yeah. No, Massachusetts, right? I don't know my abbreviations very well. I think it's Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, and, then, and then we also have uh, Friday night at 9, CFFC. Maybe get CM Punk doing commentary on that one. I don't uh, think so. And that is, I don't think, I think that. No? Think somebody else is doing doing it, but uh, okay. on that show, uh, Kyle Dacus is in the co-main event for the cage. Oh yeah, so he Champions came up. Too. Well, he came up in CFFC, so yeah, he's back there after getting yeah. cut from the UFC, uh, facing Sean Connor Fallon. Uh, any yeah. relation to uh, 
Jimmy or probably not, eh? <laughs> uh, or uh, no, I was thinking Fallon Fox, but no, she's uh, no, that's not her last name. Uh, right. uh yeah, uh, Triller TV has Havoc FC from uh, Red Deer, Alberta. That's also on Friday night at ten. Uh, I those shows are usually pretty good. I don't know if uh, that's on their free service or if you got to pay for it. Um, as well, we got LFA at the same time on UFC Fight Pass from Phoenix, um, and then Saturday morning. Uh, Eternal MMA from Australia, uh, Saturday morning at six. Th- those are good shows to uh, usually end up seeing those guys on the on the Australian shows uh, when UFC goes there. Um, we got Octagon Fifty Three on the Zone. Uh, that's a pretty high level uh, Eastern European indie uh, promotion. Um, Triller's got yeah, another one. Sham- lots of UFC fighters come from there. Lots of, yeah, absolutely. Lots of people move on from there. Yeah. Triller also has a uh, uh, UF uh, Shamrock FC 352. That is like one of the longest running regional promotions going. Uh, obviously, 352 um, uh, events they've had, but uh, nobody of note on that card. A lot of amateur fights, and I think that's it for uh, yeah. Because the next one is um, Amazon Prime next week, so uh, I don't know if I missed anything. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. And then, of course, of course, the major fight of the week is the uh, on Sunday Super Bowl Sunday, the Chiefs and the Forty ers Yeah, and and I had a I have a parlay uh, that I started um, with. Uh, it's not technically a parlay because I just did one bet and then I just you know let it ride, let it ride, let it ride. But I'm sitting on fifteen hundred dollars if the Niners win the Super Bowl. I started with a forty dollar bet, so I'm hoping for it. Um, I should probably cash out, but you know me. I'm a gambler because I think I can cash out right now for about 800, but I'm gonna, I cash I'm out. Keep going. I know I should, but I'm not going to, um, <laughs> but uh, you're not, yeah, you're not going to, you're just going to lose it all. You know, let it ride, yeah, whatever. Let it it's 40 bucks. Right. Think and the, I'm, I'm, Chiefs, I'm Chiefs are going to win it probably, but I want, uh, I want the 1500 because that'll pay for my trip to Vegas in, in uh, May. So that was the goal when I started this. But uh, yeah, the uh, main event in terms of MMA is probably the show that's going to have the least people watching live. Um, and that'll be the uh, UFC Fight Night Hermanson versus Pfeiffer uh, from the UFC Apex on Saturday afternoon uh, in Vegas, where the Super Bowl is going to be the next day and all kinds of uh, famous people around in town. And I don't know if any of them will go to the show, but uh, I'm sure UFC yeah, wants them to. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I mean, yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool if we saw some NFL players there. You know, I'm sure they'll be invited, uh, right? You, you probably, you, you probably will. I don't think there's anything going on, going on in yeah. Saturday afternoon. Uh, just you know, st- stuff, go- stuff going on because you gotta, you gotta remember this show. This show, I mean, the main card in Vegas is starting at four o'clock in the afternoon and is over at seven seven ish you know yeah. vegas time so so you know there's still plenty of time to do stuff afterwards so absolutely yeah and and uh you know and, and there's some wwe guys in town for that press conference and i think they're also doing some stuff at the super bowl so we might see some of them on the card be kind of cool if we did but uh it's a it's not a bad card i mean it's 14 fights right now um the top two fights are great um and uh you know and there's some other good actually you know there's i I mean, you're going to do your three fights to watch, but um, I, I'd say there's like at least six fights to watch, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, the uh, the main event is a middleweight fight. Uh, it's Joe Piper's first main event. I mean, we 
feels like just yesterday we saw him uh, winning his spot in the contender series, but I guess that was like almost two years ago now. Here um, enough, yeah. And yeah. And, uh, and here he is against Jack Hermanson. And again, you know, a fight that damn, I mean, this would sell out an arena in Sweden, but um, here we are in, uh, is it? Yeah. He's from Sweden, right? Yeah. Um, here we are in the apex and uh, Joe Pfeiffer. I, man, like, it's a tough one. Uh, you know, it's a big step up in competition yeah. for Joe Pfeiffer, but he's looked so good. Um, you know, in his you know in his UFC debut or you know, his first few fights, he's four and zero with three finishes. And uh, you want to go back further? He's won seven in a row with with five finishes. So, um, you know, in, including that contender series win that everyone remembers from. Or sorry, I guess it's six in a row. I'm looking at or five in a row. Sorry, I'm looking at some grappling matches here too that are mixed in. But um yeah, it's um yeah, so he's two and oh in the UFC with two three three and oh with three finishes. Sorry, my bad. And then four and oh if you can if you include the um uh, the uh the contender series. Yeah. Sorry. There's two four grappling and matches and, that four and one if you include the contender series because he lost yeah. his one loss was a contender series fight too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also had a CFFC fight in there as well. But uh, yeah, I was looking at he had he had grappling matches with Gerald Michart and Eric Anders actually, which, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is you know they look when you're looking at the record, you don't realize they're not MMA fights, but they sound like pretty interesting fights. I wouldn't mind seeing, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, but guys, uh, yeah, I think it's the, the CF CFFC when they when they do the grappling shows. Those are usually on five pass, so so I'm not be yeah, able to check it yeah, out. Yeah, but no, I. Yeah, exactly. No, no. I'm just saying, like, to see them in UFC, like, you know, and these are the kind yeah, of fights yeah. that he's at that level now that we could see, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that the same weight class, yeah. Uh, Eric Anders yeah. is middleweight. Mearshart's middleweight. Uh, but yeah, here, uh, Jack Romanson, you know, um, former, you know, he was pretty close to title contention um, at at one point, and he's lost, you know, three of his last four, uh, four of his last six. But I mean, four you know, he's lost four his trick. Four of his last seven. He's 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 rotated losses and wins in his last seven fights. So, so in theory, uh, in theory, I got his record up he, here, and he's two and four in his last six. So uh, he's lost to Batori Chimaev. Oh shit! Pardon my French. I I got, I'm allowed to swear here. It's another one. It's a wrestling match. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He lost a wrestling match to Kamzat Chimaev. That's topology. Just put freaking MMA fights on on these records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyways uh yeah so uh yeah he's lost two of his last three anyways but you know one of those was to strickland and it was a split decision and uh beat chris curtis and he lost to roman delidze who we just saw in the main event last week in his last fight so um but yeah it's uh it's a big fight for both guys really but i don't know it feels more like a showcase for pfeiffer but um you know it's it could also be a trap fight yeah hermanson's Hermanson's really good. He's just had some unfortunate, you know, his losses. When you look at his losses, his last four losses, Delice, Strickland, Marvin Vittori, Jared Cannonier, like elite of the division, division. And, uh, and, you know, every time he's been on the cusp of a title shot, it's, he, you know, he's suffered a loss, but, uh, but this is his chance to show, is he going to be a contender or is he a gatekeeper? And, and, you know, huge step up for Joe Pfeiffer. But they have, they have a lot of confidence that he's going to be a main event winner, a star, a title contender, possibly champion. You know, you know, it's mm-hmm. a, somehow when you're kind of looking down at the road, down at the middleweight road, it's almost like 
like they're trying to get to a point where we see Joe Piper against Bo Nickel for the middleweight title one day. You know, I've been so, saying that for how long? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Kamzat's yeah. in there too, but I, but I'm not sold on Kamzat anymore. But uh, but yeah, just uh, it's we'll see what Piper's made of. Made of if he's gonna be a contender, he should win this fight. And if you and if Hermanson wins, like you know, you kind of wonder if Piper's gonna gonna get there or not. You know, and uh, and it's really a must win for Hermanson if he wants if he has any hopes of being a UFC champion because another loss that put him at three and five in his last eight. It's really hard to get out of, especially at middleweight. It's going to take years. Uh, so yeah, really, really interesting fight for both guys and a really big fight for both at this stage. Yeah. And um, you know, and I, in a way it's almost like, you know, cause I think if I, if Piper loses, I think he can get back a lot easier than Hermanson. You know, he's still pretty early in his career. And, you know, um, so in a way, it's almost uh, like he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but but I do think that, you know, he's going to come out there. And especially, I will say, like, especially if there's some big names in the crowd, you know, like some, you know, if we got some NFL player, you know, fighters and or fighters, NFL players in there, you know, some big names like he might want to impress, you know, with, with the extra media coverage that you might have, you know, being Super Bowl Sunday, you probably got some people in there covering the Super Bowl that might show up and cover MMA that don't normally come to these Apex shows. So, um, you know, it's it's a big show in that sense. You know, ESPN, a lot more people watching ESPN on a Super Bowl weekend, even ESPN Plus. So um, I, I would imagine he'll be all over ESPN this week, too. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a big one, but I will also say as much as we've talked about this fight and, and as big a fight of it as it is, damn, I'm looking at this co-main and wishing it was five rounds. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I, I look back and I'm thinking, has Andre Feely ever been in a main event? And I look back and this will be his 22nd UFC fight. He's never been in the main event. Uh, yeah. he's had five co-main events. Um, or this will be his fifth co-main event, okay. but he's never managed to main event a show. And man, I'd love to see him and Dan Ige in there for for twenty five minutes. Um, you know, and well, and but that, that's one of my three to watch fights. So, well, I'm sure, yeah, and and you'll talk about it, but um, you know, and, and meanwhile, like I don't think Hermanson and Piper need twenty five minutes. I don't, I don't think that fight's going twenty five minutes. Huh. But I do think Ige and Feely could go twenty five minutes if if it was going five rounds. So, um, but that speaks to the strength of this card. You know, in the sense that you know you, you do have those two strong fights uh, at the top, but, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, anything you want to add about this, uh, main event or we go right into your three fights to watch. Let's go right into my three fights to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I spoiled Spoil- one. Spoiled one, but that's okay. Number one on the list. Co-main event, Danny Gay against Andre Feely. Um, Feely is taking this on two weeks notice. So, oh, okay. So that's, so yeah, we that's gotta, probably... we gotta keep, you know, you remember he, uh, he just fought what, what last month, uh, he fought, uh, First show of the year, I think. Yeah, no, he fought at UFC 296 late December. Uh, beat Lucas Almeida. Yeah. Originally, Danny Gay was supposed to fight Lerone Murphy, which that was a super uh, interesting fight, and this one is too. Um, Ige, to me, he's in a must win, must win position. He lost his last fight after winning two in a row. Lost to Bryce Mitchell, but he's a lot like Jack Hermanson. Like he's ranked, ranked 
has been on the cusp of the title contention, but every time he's right there, he loses. So this is going to show whether or not he's still a contender or a gatekeeper. And then Andre Feely, yeah, yeah, has had a solid UFC career. Yeah, never been the main event, never been able able to break into that because, you know, he's quite frankly, you know, as good as he's shown, he's never won more than two fights in a row. You know, it's been a lot. Yeah. His, his UFC career has been a real roller coaster, literally. Literally, like, you know, just, you know, every time he goes up, he goes down. Every time he goes up, he goes down. Down. And so if he can get a win over a ranked guy, it'll take him a long way. Long way. And, you know, maybe finally he gets ranked and we see him in a main event in the future. But uh, it's big uh, fight for both of, guys. Kind of reminds me of Bruce Leroy before he took, you know, before he went on that run where he yeah. won a bunch of fights in a row. Yeah. Yep. Okay. My second fight to watch also on the main card main card and you know i don't have too much uh too much i'm looking forward to on this honestly but uh it's a middleweight fight brad tavares against gregory rodriguez uh tavares has been in the ufc long time we're talking going back mm-hmm. to ultimate fighter season what, 11 uh you know in, in 2010 uh but yeah he's a he's he's a perennial top 15 fighter and uh coming off a win over chris weidman in August, you know, he's fought some really solid guys. Fought what? Uh, let's see how many. Let's see. Uh, let me count real quick. Sorry. He, I always think back to that Weidman fight that he had. Uh, Tavares has fought three former champions, you know, Whitaker, Adesanya, three former current champions, Adesanya, Whitaker, and Duplessis. So he's fought some of the best of the best. And, uh, Always a good fighter. Always, you know, has good skills. And uh, Gregory Rodriguez, Brazilian guy, you know, nicknamed RoboCop, uh, has a little bit of personality, has some power. He's, uh, you know, his last four UFC wins have been by knockout, but he's also kind of been up and down recently. He's, uh, he's, you know, three and two in his last five. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, you know, that's a really solid matchup right there. They were supposed to, they were supposed to fight a few months back or about a year ago. So glad to see them rebooked. And my third fight on the prelims is a welterweight fight. Max Griffin against Jeremiah Wells. Uh Max Griffin. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's he's one of those guys who who we weren't sure, you know, how's UFC, you know, if he was gonna be long for the UFC. You know, he started his UFC career three and six in nine fights. And usually they got they get guys cut. And then he won three in a row, including beating Carlos Condit. But he's lost two of his last three losses to Neil Magny and Michael Morales, which two really good fighters, you know, and then he has to win over Tim Means. But he always seems to be in really solid fights. And he's four and two in his last six. So so that's you know, he's he's improved. And Jeremiah Wells, one of those guys to keep an eye on eye on. Started his UFC career, four straight wins. Uh Suffered a loss in his last fight to Carlston Harris. Carlston Harris is has shown to be really good, uh, but uh, he's looking to get back in the win column. Both these guys coming off loss, solid fighters. You know that, that's a good matchup, and that's kind of one of those that honestly I would I would have put on the main card over two of the fights that are on the main card, honestly. So yeah, I can I can yeah. see that. See, I I would have you know, and for me, and again, you know, maybe you know, different different ones of us looking forward to different fights. But I 
I, I would have considered, you know, the Devin Clark, Marcin Prochnio fight. I would have considered the Rodolfo Vieira, Armin Petrosian, and Michael Johnson. You know, Darius Flowers I don't really care about, but, you know, Michael Johnson, I'm glad to see he's alive yeah. after that knockout in his last fight. Um, but, uh, you know, he's he's back. Uh, but uh, we got two undefeated fighters on the card. Um, and, uh, you know, Daniel Marcos kicking off the main card, 15-0, bantamweight. Definitely a guy to keep an eye on, and uh, it should be a fun fight in that opener, which we'll talk about in a second. And uh, Hyder Emil uh, coming off, I believe, the Contender Series. Yep. Um, you know, uh, got a decision win last summer and uh, getting his first fight here. Uh, fighter out of um, – uh, where is he from? Uh, it says the States. For some reason, I thought he was from a different country. But uh, anyways, yeah, he's from the States, uh, you know, fighting for Ernie Garcia. So two, two undefeated fighters uh, trying to keep their undefeated records alive. Uh, but uh, take us through the rest of this uh, – loaded card in the sense of number of fights, not necessarily in terms of quality. <laughs> yeah. And of course they're all coming at you with betting odds on all these fights. So yeah. uh, kicks off uh, prelims for Eastern time, three central time, eight fights on the prelims kicks off with a uh, is it? third bantamweight uh, Daniel Marcos against Richie Lang uh, Marcos, as you mentioned, undefeated 15 and 0. Uh, he's the minus 250 favorite Richie Lang plus 205. Like Marcos, I mean, he's undefeated, has looked fantastic in his fights, coming off that win over Davy Grant. You know, I'm kind of all in on him on this one. Uh, next, we have featherweight fight with uh, Hyder Emil taking on Fernie Garcia. This fight just came together over the last couple of days, so we don't have any official betting odds on it. It's not even listed on the ESPN rundown yet, but uh, but I, I'm assuming when they come out, Emil's going to be the favorite because he's eight no and Garcia is zero three in the UFC so far and and you know he might have saved he might have got himself one more fight for taking this on short notice but I expect him to be zero and four after this fight and Emil is going to be a guy to keep an eye on in the future as well. Uh, then we have light heavyweight fight Zach Paga against Pogwa against Bogdan Guskov. Uh, pretty much a toss up fight. Pogwa's a minus one twenty five favorite. Guskov's plus one hundred five. Both guys coming off losses. Uh, Guskov more experience. Fourteen and three. Pogwa fought on the Ultimate Fighter. Lost the heavyweight to Muhammad Usman. Yeah, you know. I'm not I'm not super interested in this fight, to be honest. Uh, then we have the welterweight fight I talked about. Max Griffin against Jeremiah Wells. Solid matchup. Wells is favorite, minus 160. Griffin's plus 135. You know, I think it could go either way. I do favor Wells in this fight, but Griffin's solid. And, you know, plus 135, you can make some money off that one. Then we have light heavyweights. Uh, Devin Clark against Marcin Prachneo. Clark is the minus 220 favorite. Prachneo plus 180 underdog. You know, this this other one that's kind of hard to see how it goes. Uh, I think Clark's the better fighter, but Prachneo has pulled some wins out when you didn't think he'd get them. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's a tough one to pick. So uh, there's that. Uh, women's strawweight fight. And feel, feel free to chime in anytime, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, then we have. I haven't had much to add. Yeah. <laughs> then we have women's uh, straw fight. Luma, Luke Bomi, I guess, Bruna Brazil. Luke Bomi is the favorite, minus 275, Brazil plus 225. Luke Bomi, she's, she's looked solid in her fights. And uh, 
yeah, I don't have much to add on that one. You know, I I, I do think uh, I do think a good prop bet is that one going the distance though. So, so uh, I I, I yeah. think Luna is somebody you want to throw on a you want to throw on a parlay, but yeah. I don't want to like put like you know fifty dollars down on her and only win like twenty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. And then after that, we have a lightweight fight that just came to that was just announced today. Bolaji Oki against Tim, Timothy Kwamba. Uh, Kwamba's coming in on less than a week's notice. Uh, both guys are 8-1, both making their debuts. Uh, Oki is a guy to keep an eye on. He's an exciting fighter. Fighter, you know, 8-1, uh, five, five wins by knockout. Knockout, he's won eight in a row. He lost his debut and then, you know, and had a very good showing on the Contender Series. I expect when the odds come out for this fight for him to be the favorite and probably a pretty big one. And then closing up, pretty funny thing well about this one. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I was going to say, funny thing about this one is Timothy Kwamba, one of the few guys in the last Contender Series that didn't get a contract, and here he is fighting in the UFC. Yeah, hey, <laughs> and he just fought. He just fought on that Tough Enough show this past Friday as well. So yeah. But so, but yeah, he's like he's he's getting a fight before some guys that won contracts on the show. Yeah, hey <laughs> so. hey, you know sometimes not getting not getting signed, you know, can be yeah. a blessing because you're on the short notice list. We talk about yeah, it all exactly. the time. And then uh, closing out the prelims is a welterweight fight: Trevin Giles against Carlos Pratis. Uh, Pratis making his debut, and he's the favorite minus two sixty five. You know, Giles is plus two fifteen. Uh, Giles has the UFC experience, uh, and he's won two of his last three. He's actually got wins over. He beat Roman Delize, one of the few people to beat Roman Delize in the UFC. Uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, Prats has a lot of potential. Brazilian guy, uh, seventeen and six, uh, twelve knockouts, has won what I think like seven in a row. And uh, six, six straight finish, six straight finishes uh, coming yeah. into UFC, and uh, and one of those wins was over Charles Oliveira, not that Charles Oliveira. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say it was it yeah. wasn't Dubronx. No, anyway, but, but okay. Good On to the main, <laughs> on to the main card. Uh, kicks off with a middleweight fight: Rodolfo Vieira against Armin Petrosian. This is a uh, pretty much a pick 'em. As of right now, Vieira is the slight favorite at minus one fifteen. Petrosian is minus one hundred five. Uh, if Vieira is going to if Vieira is going to win, he's going to have to get it down to the mat and submit Petrosian, which is entirely possible. But Petrosian, I think, will light him up on the feet. But yeah, you know, it really could go either way on that one. Then we have lightweight fight: Michael Johnson, longtime UFC veteran, against Darius Flowers. Johnson's the favorite at minus one thirty. Flowers is plus one ten. I think Johnson's going to win this fight. I have not been, I have not seen anything out of Darius Flowers that makes me think he's UFC caliber yet. I know Johnson has struggled, and and you know his chin is a big question mark. Mark, you know, especially after uh, Carlos Ferreira knocked him into a whole other dimension in the, in the last fight. But, uh, you know, I think Johnson, just his experience and his skills, I think, and Flowers just not being, you know, being in the, you know, definitely in the bottom 10% of the UFC roster, roster, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a fight for Johnson to win. 
Then, uh, next, we have a middleweight fight. Robert Bruschek making his UFC debut against Ihor Pateria. Pateria taking this fight on about a week's notice, moving down a weight class. Uh, Bruschek's the favorite, minus 195. Pateria, plus 165. It's all set up for Bruschek to get the win. Uh, he is a powerhouse looking guy. Like, if you look at his topology picture, like, Jesus Christ, he's built. He looks like a pro. He's built like a pro wrestler, you know, you know, just, just, and then he's got, you know, 12 finishes, it's one five in a row, all five by knockout. His last seven wins have been by knockout. Yeah. And, uh, Pateria. All, all five by knockout and all five within the first two minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. Pateria has lost three of his four UFC fights, lost two in a row, got finished by Rodolfo, uh, Bellato in his last fight at light heavyweight. And then, you know, he's, in fact, he's lost all three of his UFC fights by knockout. So Bruce check, I think that's a good bet. And especially, especially in a, in a uh, finishing capacity. And then the next, we have the middleweight fight. I talked about it's Brad pretty Tavares. rare. It's us. Oh, sorry. Good. Sorry. I was just going to, I would just want to add, it's pretty rare to see a guy, in his UFC debut, that's not coming off the contender series. That's on the main card, so that tells you something about Robert Brishek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But anyway, and, uh, yeah. I'm just changing something here. And uh, next we have the middle fight I talked about: Brad Tavares against Gregory Rodriguez. Rodriguez is a favorite, minus two forty-five. Tavares plus two hundred. I think that's good value at Tavares because I think this is a fight that could go either way. And, uh, yeah, that's a solid matchup. And then the co-main event, one of my three fights to watch, Dan Ige against Andre Feely. Ige's the favorite, minus 170. Feely's plus 140. Great matchup. Should be a really good fight. Yeah. And uh, though I do favor Ige. And then the main event, Jack Hermanson against Joe Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer's the big favorite, kind of, which is not surprising considering Hermanson's recent run, but Pfeiffer's minus 270. Hermanson's plus 220. With Hermanson's experience, you, you want to think that he might be a solid bet, but at the same time, Pfeiffer's on such a roll and such a finished finishing role that uh that you know he's both these guys I think I think Pfeiffer is gonna win that one. Uh he's also got he's also eight years younger and they often show yeah. those uh stats on the thing. You know, the younger fighter has won, you know, and I, I want to say it's something like between sixty-five and seventy percent of uh fights. So, you know, if, if they're more than like five years difference. So, you know, that Piper's got that going for him as well. Um all right. I do have my uh my Shit, I didn't three. realize Piper was only twenty twenty seven. I just feel like I've heard heard his name for so long yeah. that I thought maybe he was closer to thirty than he is. So yeah, he was only so twenty. Heard, I guess I've heard his name going back. You know, you know, going back Ring of Combat at twenty nineteen. So I've heard it. I've heard him for a long. Heard about him for a long time. Well, he was only. Uh, let's see. What? What? When was he born? He was born in October. So he was only twenty five when he got his contract in uh, uh, in twenty twenty two. So yeah. Um, that means, all right. Yeah, so that means just, Means his first time he was on the contender series, he was only twenty three. I thought he was older, older than that at the time. Wow. Yeah, and and he lost to Dustin Stolzfus, who you know 
turned. Yeah, into well, that was an arm, arm injury. He got he. Yeah, he, I think he broke his arm on a slam, so that's what happened. Happened there. So yeah, but he's come back from there and and uh, won what two five five in a row, all finishes. So yeah, we yeah. talked about that earlier. All right, so he's actually in my uh, in my in my parlays, and I have a feeling we're going to have at least one of these the same. Um, but okay. uh, I got Piper by KO um, as my first one. Uh, I've got, uh, oh, we didn't talk about how we did last week. Um, yeah, we were, we were three, two and one. Uh, I was two and one on mine. You were, you got one of yours and then one was a push and then your parlay didn't hit. If I'm, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And we made money. If, if you bet on all those, you made, you made decent money because the one that really paid well was Molly McCann winning inside the distance. That was like, that paid almost three to one. So yeah. uh, that made up for the two losses and then some. So that was a bold pick by me, but I felt good about it. Um, so yeah, Piper by KO, uh, Dan Ige by decision. And uh, Robert Brychek by KO. I, I was almost going to go with Darius Flowers by KO, and you convinced me not to, so I changed it, and I went with Robert Brychuk by KO. Okay, yeah, by KO. Okay, my uh, my my two prop bets. Uh, I have Jack Hermanson and Joe Pfeiffer going under three and a half rounds. So okay. I have Robert Brychuk winning inside the distance. Okay, so similar to mine, but I think he's going to win by knockout. But I think he's going to finish Terry. Either, and for my parlay, uh, I have Dan Ige, Brad Tavares, Robert Brzezcheck, Michael Johnson, and Bogdan Guskov. And a fifty dollars bet on that will net you roughly just at current odds will roughly just over twelve hundred dollars profit. Nice. Who is the fifth one? Guskov, Bogdan Guskov. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I missed that one. The only one, where, where am I? Who's he? Oh, on uh, fighting Zach Pag, Zach Pagwa. Okay, there we go. The only one on that, I'm just, I'm not sure about Johnson. Like, I'm, I'm worried about his chin. Yeah, but worried about his chin too, and Tavares too. Like that one, but I I think there's a lot of value at him at plus two hundred. So. Oh yeah, yeah. There's always value, and and again, when you when you throw that on a parlay, like that's where you get to the twelve hundred. Yeah, because you yeah. take him out, you take him out, and that that parlay now is worth maybe like five. Yeah, when you're doing a parlay, so you want you, when you're doing a parlay, you want to find find an underdog that's a, that's a, that you think is a solid value because that's how you're gonna how you're gonna get it. Because if you go a fifty dollar bet on five favorites, I mean, you might only get your payout might be half of what it is when you when you're throwing an yeah. underdog or two in there. So oh, no, like a quarter. Like that's quarter, how it yeah, works. Because yeah. because you're taking yeah. your profits and you're getting the, the positive odds. So yeah. yeah, like it's it 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 makes a huge difference. I will do I will I will put a bet on this one, but I'm also gonna uh I'll do my own after I do my ROI uh yeah. ROI and things and I'll post that in the Discord on uh on probably Saturday morning. So you'll see that because I had that one this week that almost came through. Um, you know, if Delidze hadn't have uh, shot the bed in, in the main event, I, I would have won some money. So if you're degenerate like me and you want to do some gambling on Super Bowl weekend, uh, you can uh, you can do that. Uh, you know, it's, it's all the prop bets you're going to do on the Super Bowl, isn't enough? Um, all right, so that's uh, speaking, that's speaking of that real quick. I read something yeah. that, that they're estimating 29 million people are going to bet on the Super Bowl this year. That seems low. 
<laughs> actually, no, actually, I think that's that's more than ever ever would be like betting on just the on the game, not on the uh, other stuff, but betting on the game. Okay, okay. I just like for me, I would think it would have been like over a hundred million. Like I, you know, but I guess well, you got to think about how many people actually. I mean, hundred million, but a hundred million are watching it. But think about how yeah. many of those are females or people who just watching the commercial yeah. who aren't going to sports bet and. How many of those people can't legally sports bet? Like these are people who are in yeah. places where you can legally do it. So, well, it makes sense that it would be the the most ever because you know sports betting is legal in more places than it's ever been. Yeah, and it's advertised all over the shows. So whatever it is, if it's twenty nine million now, it'll probably be fifty million in five years because yeah, it's. I mean, that's the whole reason for, you know, that's. I mean, to me, that's. I wouldn't say the whole reason, but it's the biggest reason why the NFL is you know the most popular it's ever been. And that's because of, because of gambling. Like yep. I'm I'm fully convinced of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Between your, uh, you know, everyone's in a fantasy between, league. Between and, fantasy football, daily fantasy, and just straight straight betting. Yeah, that's yeah. That's that, that that's what keeps NFL king. All right, all right. So let's move on to uh, our we have to talk about, and of course, we have to talk about. Me quitting the Discord. No, no, I didn't quit the Discord. So I'll, I'll be in the Discord. You, you'll find me in there. Just not as much as I have been because certain things are annoying me. But I'll always keep a keep a presence in there. But no, the uh, the, the thing we got to talk about is the uh, situation with Dustin Poirier and UFC 299. So um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about. So as often yeah, as been, the case. Yeah, you, you've been so deep, knee deep in wrestling stuff that uh, I'm sure yes. you've missed out a lot of MMA stuff. But okay, so here's the interesting story. I think it was last Thursday. I want to say, Dustin Poirier posts posts a picture on Twitter saying of him training. He said with the with the tweet saying fights off, but we're still putting in work. So everybody's just like, "What? His fight with Benoit Saint Denis at UFC 299 is off. What's going on? What's going on here? Here and then uh." It comes out that the that bout agreements hadn't been signed yet, and mm. everybody was wondering what's what's going on. Poirier later later tweets tweets out that uh oh oh I just talked to my man, manager manager and Hunter Campbell every it was a complete misunderstanding fight still on, which any everybody who knows any anything knows that knows that it was a ploy by Poirier. And the word has gotten out that Poirier, uh, you know, he's not every fighter is like this, but he, with his name and his star power and the fact that, you know, he's one of the big stars of the UFC, UFC, his situation is a lot like a lot of main eventers situations where, yes, they have an overall contract, but they also have the right to negotiate fight by fight for certain things. And they hadn't come to a deal for this for this fight, them the UFC, and and here they are already promoting that the fight is going to happen, co-main event, selling tickets to that show based on that being the co-main event, and it's, it's not on actually, the poster, yeah, on the poster, <laughs> and the fight's not even signed, and wow, and him doing what he did, put the, put the pressure on to get a deal done, and it got cleared up, and. And this was the second situation. Another situation that came out on the very same day was was uh, they were pro- we talked about last week the uh, Atlantic City main event between Vicente Luque and yeah. Sean Brady was yeah. off. 
was off. That fight was never signed. They were promoting that fight right. as a main event with that fight not being signed. With them knowing that Sean Brady was dealing with an injury and was unlikely to be able to fight. It's almost like they were trying to pressure him into hopefully being ready. And he, even after they told him, even after they told him, no, I'm not going to be able to fight on that day. They still announced it without, without bout agreements being signed. And without, you know, luckily they hadn't started selling tickets to that show, show yet, you know, but uh, yeah, this is just more examples. And we've seen, we've heard a lot of it in the past and UFC's back to it where they are announcing fights that aren't signed and actually selling tickets for fights that aren't signed. And, and, you know, that's, uh, you know, they've done this for years. They kind of backed away from it a little bit, a little bit with this whole class action lawsuit, which we'll get in a little bit more later, later, but now they're back to doing it. And it's a really bad thing because, you know, had, had that Poirier fight actually fallen apart. And all of a sudden now you had all these people who bought tickets to that show for him fighting, fighting, like, and all of a sudden, you know, this whole, this whole card subject, everybody goes like, well, card subject to change. It's one thing if an injury causes a card subject to change, change, that's, you know, those things happen. But to actually promote a fight that you don't have signed, signed, and then it falls apart because, because you're promoting a fight that wasn't actually going to happen. Like, you know, if I'm a ticket holder, Hey, I'm not one to, especially what they're charging now. I'm not one to buy tickets to that fight. Fight, you know, knowing that the fight that I want to see might not happen because the UFC jumped the gun and announced it before it was actually done. And B, you're setting yourself up for a potential class action lawsuit from ticket holders by promoting stuff that's not yeah. not going to happen and forcing people to pay. I mean, you know, these tickets are going for a thousand bucks each these days days you know yeah and this is i mean and this is a loaded card yeah um you know and and like man that was the one thing i was looking at like when you when you mentioned ufc 29 i pulled up the card and i'm i'm counting nine fights on this card that could be could main event a fight night like yeah yeah, like this is a loaded card and you know and this is like arguably you know outside of the title fight and for some people it may even be more looked forward to than the title fight um, you know, because I mean, Poi is Poi is the biggest star on the show. I think, like, it's arguable to yeah. him and Sugar Sean yeah. and Benoit Saint Denis is the I, I hottest think, up and coming guy. I think, I think Poi is the biggest star on that on that show. I mean, the guys. Yeah, and then Benoit Saint Denis headline two. Of the, the guy's been in the main event of two of the three biggest UFC events of all time. Granted, it was against well, McGregor, go. but granted, it was against McGregor, yeah. but still, he's two. He's in two of the three biggest UFC fights of all time. He'll he'll make the most money of anyone on yeah. the show, especially now. Yeah. And then Benoit Saint Denis is the hottest prospect in the deepest weight class in the division. Yeah. So you know it's it's a huge huge fight. Um. So yeah, it's I'm glad that Poi is getting the bag, and uh, UFC can afford to pay him. So, yeah. um, you know you got that. But man, yeah, what a card! Like you, uh, Burns and Madalena, Peter Yan and Yudon Song, Kevin Holland and Michael Page. Uh, Kate Kagan and Macy Barber, Curtis Blades and Jalton Omeda, Mateus Gamrot and Rafael Desanos, Michelle Pereira and Mikhail Olasejak. Like, oh my God, like just stacked card. But uh, we'll yeah, talk but, more about that. That's only, but yeah, but that's only but, five weeks away. But the whole point of this is like, we got to criticize UFC. They need to yeah. not do this shit because yeah. it's not fair no. to fans. It's not fair to fans. No, it's not fair to fans, but at least Poirier It's not fair paid. to the fighters either. Yeah. 
least Poirier got paid. Yeah, because most he, of the guys because, because Dustin Poirier is smart enough to know how to play this game. He's been around the fight game. Yeah, the same too thing long, that happened with Benoit Saint Denis, and he's been through this before because the same thing happened happened one time with Poirier when they prematurely announced a fight between him and Tony Ferguson that they had in it, that they had not signed, but they were promoting it already, and they never came to terms with Poirier. So he's been through this before, and yeah, it's just he knows how to play the game. Yeah, and and again, you know, if if Benoit Saint Denis was in the same position, like, what's he going to do? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, sign the fight or don't. Yeah. You know, we'll put someone else in there. Benoit and lose out of the biggest payday of your he, career. Benoit Saint Denis, yeah. like, yeah. and Dana, Dana White. The funny thing was, Dana White was showing text messages about, uh, you know, with Benoit Saint Denis, Denis, and and all this, and trying to bash media, and all, the media is all, you know, saying the media is, you know, lying to you, and it's like. Everybody was saying that this is all about Poirier, nothing about Benoit Saint Denis. Why don't you show the text messages with Dustin Poirier? That's what everybody's talking about. That it's Poirier who's saying he's out of the fight, not Benoit Saint Denis. So that was exactly, yeah. You know, Dana always trying to paint, paint everybody else as the victim, victim trying yeah. to pour, always portray the media as the bad guys when they're actually all they're doing is telling you the truth. Yep. All right, we got our news. Uh, first up. Guys, never out of the news for very long. Colby Covington. Yeah, earlier today he was, you know, first it was first the reason, the first reason he lost to Leon Edwards was because of of judges that were against him because he was pro Trump. Now the reason he lost to Leon Edwards apparently is because he broke his foot in the first round. Which hmm. if he broke his foot in the first round, you would think he'd want to grapple more, but he stood he took the entire fight standing and you know that guy's got more excuse like he's turned into prime tito ortiz with all of his well, excuses. plus he he was his strongest rounds were the fourth and fifth yeah. which wouldn't be happening if yeah. you were fighting on a yeah, broken he foot was, he was saying i outlanded leon by over 100 strikes which is not true at all but but yeah he's become the king of excuses and but he's actually admitted you know that he he's claiming that he wants to top, fight the top contender at welterweight to get back to the title shot We'll see if he, we'll see if he follows through on that, or if he's just going to stick to calling out Stephen Thompson again. But uh, who would who would that be, Bilal? Well, if Bilal's getting the next shot, then Colby should be fighting Shafkat Rachmanov, and I don't <laughs> think he's going to. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he so, might he might fight uh, he might fight Themba. Yes, he'd be stupid uh, if he wants a fight. title shot. If Colby Covington wants to fight the toughest guy and get. To the guy that's going to get him a title shot, that means his next fight should be against Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah, exactly, so we'll and, and that's not going to happen. Put your money where your mouth is. Um, all right, uh, news in the UFC lawsuit. Yeah, uh, just a brief thing. Uh, I don't know if it was late last week or yesterday or today, but they were those were the final days for fighters to opt out of the class action lawsuit, the ones that predate. 2017. So any fighter that would fight in the UFC before 2017, for, I don't know from when the lawsuit was filed, but from whenever, whatever de- whatever years it covers, uh, that was the final time to opt out, and not a single fighter opted out. Well, why would you? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it, you know, you know, they're all there was always the feeling that one or two might you know, opt out because of loyalty, but I guess if they're but, still fighting for UFC, you went, you know, you might yeah, want but to. it's just, yeah, but it's just like, 
it's just like you know it's you know it's a it's a good it's a good thing for the lawsuit i hope the i hope these guys are going to get paid i, I mean i'm yeah. sure they will but uh because i don't think this thing can go to trial um yeah even though the well, judge wants it to but, they got two months it's supposed yeah. to start the day after wrestlemania so yeah so they gotta they gotta figure out a way to settle that and uh it's gonna cost them cost endeavor a lot of money <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of things that's gonna cost endeavor a lot of money when it comes when it comes to ufc and wwe right now well so. this one might be the biggest although well, I mean, this although one, janelle hill is gonna get paid too uh, the janelle grant's gonna that <laughs> one's gonna janelle be a grant. lot that one's gonna be in the mil- millions but uh this one's oh in the billions I was going to say, I, I, you know, I think you can add a couple, at least one zero to that millions, but uh, well, it it depends on how much on the Janelle Grant WWE yeah. it depends how many others actually get involved too. Yeah, it does involved too, yeah. too. But uh, let's keep in mind that this is the first of two big class action UFC lawsuits. Yep. Got everything yeah. from 2017 to current day going. Yeah, because you got too, the Kevin, Kevin Lee and then the uh, uh, well, not, this uh, is the Kung, or, this is the Kung Lee. Kind and then the other one's Kevin Johnson, right? Is the the, the Cajun Johnson. Cajun Johnson. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Close uh, it's late. It's late. It's late. Plus, Kevin Lee is one of the topics we're about to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Lee. Next up. Yeah. Uh, remember, he uh, he came back to UFC, had a fight, and lost. And retired. then said he was retiring. Well, six months later, he's coming out of retirement. So, hmm. so. I'm actually surprised about this one, believe it or not. Eh, he's still 30 years old. I know, so. but just like I don't know, it just I felt think like it's just had his. I think it's mental. It's been more mental than anything. I think he admitted that he needs and a so, 165 pound weight class. Is what yeah, he needs, but. yeah, yeah. And uh, it'd be interesting. I, I would think he's still under UFC contract. I didn't hear of them releasing him because no, nope. they signed him to a new deal and he just fought that one time and then retired. So I imagine his comeback will be UFC. So. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, and then Marco Madsen. Let me get. Did he retire? He retired. Yeah, Marco. Okay. Madsen, yeah, that so. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, thirty nine yeah, years he... old. Thirty nine years old. Late start in the sport. Sport didn't look like he's gonna be a contender. Had, had a couple solid UFC wins, but yeah, came in with a lot of hype. He had that you know undefeated record, and you know won a few fights to kick off his career. He was like. You know, uh, I think he was like co-main on like you know some shows, uh, you know, in in Europe, and then yeah, he had a he had that first loss, and then never really came back from the first loss. So, uh, you know, good career, former Olympian, um, former yeah. gold was he a medalist? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, from Norway. Am I right in that one? I believe so. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all right, uh, we got some fight announcements. Not too many, but a few. Yeah, uh, yeah, not like you said, not a, uh, Marco Madsen from Denmark. Denmark, okay. Denmark, yeah, that's what it was. And he was silver medalist in the 2016 Olympics. So, All right. That's what it was. Okay, Greco. fight announcements. Yeah, Greco Roman. Uh, fight announcements. Uh, UFC Fight Night, March 2nd. So, uh, still haven't heard what's the main event going to be for that show. It's the show that was moved from Abu Dhabi over to the Apex. But fights added to it. Uh, light heavyweights, Vitor Petrino against Tyson Pedro. Uh, you got Joel Alvarez against Ludovic Klein at lightweight. You got Matt Schnell against Steve Ursig at flyweight. And then Christian Leroy Duncan against Claudio Ribeiro at middleweight. Ain't going to be any of those fights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Schnell Ursig would be the closest because yeah. those are at least right guys. But I have a, feel, I have a feeling that fight would. Rosenstruck and what the other, uh, you know, 
one and oh heavyweight that's gonna be main event. So oh, I'd love to see that. So yeah. That, that yeah. Whatever. It's it's a fight night in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday in March. So it's so funny because you got that March 9th show with nine main events on it and yeah. this one with without yeah. one, but yeah. nobody wants to fight on that show. That's the problem. It's at the because <laughs> it's at the apex. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh Muhammad Mukayev is still on that show against Forgot against who off the top of my Alex Perez. That could be main event. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that's that I've seen worse. Event. I've seen yeah. worse. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this past weekend might have been worse. <laughs> well, I mean it's quality, yeah. Not necessarily it, name. But yeah, yeah, by the time by the time the fight ends, yeah. Anyway, back to those. Uh UFC fight night on March twenty third. Interesting Bantam White fight. Peyton Talbot against Cameron Simon. Two, yeah. you know. Two really good prospects. Kind of interesting that they matched them up this this early in their UFC careers for both. Okay, uh, UFC Fight Night, Atlantic City, March 30th. Melissa Gatto against Victoria Dudakova. UFC Fight Night, April 6th, back at the Apex. Cynthia Calvillo in a must-win fight. Well, it has to be a must-win fight. Don't know how she's still on the roster after her run. Yeah. But, uh, she's fighting Piero Rodriguez. And then uh, UFC Fight Night. April 27th, Janta Denise against Austin Lane, heavyweight fight. And then UFC 301, Rio de Janeiro, uh, May 4th. Kyle Borallo against Paul Craig. That's a that's a really good matchup right that's there. That's a good one, yeah. And then Allison Costa against Kevin Boras. When are we seeing that big dude, uh, you know, that that had like the four knockouts under Despongue? 10 seconds? Despongue? Yeah. Despongue? Yeah, he's at UFC, UFC 299 there in Miami. Okay, so that's coming up in a month. Right? Yeah, he's on yeah. that. He's on that loaded show. Okay, we got two so. pay per views in the next like four weeks. Uh, you know, well, five weeks, I guess. Yeah, counting, yeah. counting this week. So yeah, yeah. And then we got yeah, March, February seventeenth, March 9th. and then you have you have UFC three hundred, April thirteenth, UFC three hundred one, uh, uh, May fourth, and then you're gonna have another one three hundred two, uh, June eighth. And then UFC 303 International Fight Week, June 29th. So there's two in June as well. Wow. Yeah. Ah, expensive time to be a UFC fan. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least they're giving $10 discounts on some shows. They are. Yeah. Although I, I get, uh, we get them for 64 here in Canada. So, uh, and that's Canadian. So it's like 45 bucks US. So I, no complaints here. Um, all right. Give me a VPN setup and I'll start ordering through Canada. <laughs> I could use mine. Well, we'll talk. Um, all right. <laughs> so uh, for uh, Ryan, uh, t- take us uh, through your plugs. All right. I'll be back in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week, uh, you know, re- recapping this past week's UFC show and then front page of WrestlingObserver.com this Saturday with uh, UFC Fight Night coverage. And I'm on Twitter at Ryan J. Frederick, you know, definitely on Saturday during the fights. And the rest of the week, not as much. <laughs> uh, and uh, me, you can find me on uh, Twitter X at Paul Ace Fontaine. Uh, I uh, try to fight tweet during the fights unless I'm watching late. Uh, this past week was a very busy day because uh, my birthday was on the Friday. So we had uh, family over on the Saturday. So I, I ended up getting a late start. So I wasn't on there. Um, I also did a show with uh, Garrett Gonzalez on, over the weekend on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel. And uh, it's still up there. You can check it out. We talked about The Rock and Roman and Cody 
and uh, I gave my theory at the time, which sounds actually now like it's probably is what's happening. So uh, you can check out my prediction. Uh, and then uh, Garrett and I, I think, are going to be back uh, tomorrow after the uh, press conference in Las Vegas to uh, talk about whatever happened there. So you can check that out. And then as well, myself and Jeff Hawkins will be on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel later tonight with the Dynamite Show uh, on, uh, and then it'll be uh, dropping in your audio feed uh, to, uh, Thursday morning, um, probably right after this one. So if you're listening back to back, you might hear us hear me twice. So uh, for uh, Ryan, uh, I've been Paul, and Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, enjoy the fights this weekend, and have a great week. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.